What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid. It's officially our last episode of the offseason, as college basketball is finally back on Tuesday next week. I, Let's go. I know we're so stoked. I've been to press conferences. I've been to practices. I have my first game tomorrow. Um, I heard crowds. I saw catering in the media rooms. I got a credential with my name on it. We are back. Yeah, we're fully fully back. Fully back. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I think last year, out of all the sports that were on last year, I think MLB and college basketball were the two that probably felt the dullest. Yeah, um, I'd agree. Or, yeah, and I think, you know, kind of what you said, full stands. Bands. Nuts. Yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait for next Tuesday in the Garden. Watch Duke and Kentucky and Kansas and Michigan State. Yeah, and we are talking about two of those teams today in Duke and Kentucky in our ACC and SEC previews. Um, so we are definitely excited to get those to you. Um, as, are we? Are we excited to talk about Duke? Are we really? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to be doing it much this year. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's only one guy we're going to talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I am Tim Daniel, as always, joined by Taylor Bergfeld, and we are excited because it is time to talk about two of the bigger conferences in college basketball with quite a few NBA draft prospects to get you ready for. Obviously, in my personal opinion, the number one draft prospect to get you ready for in college basketball, Uh, but... We had a Duke exhibition the other day, man, and we were getting all, you know, it's like, ooh, we're getting back here, everything's in a groove, and I'm like, man, it just feels like it's so good to be back, and then, of course, we're really back because Kofi Coburn gets a three-game suspension for selling merchandise, what, like, two day, two or three days before NIL comes in, like, to effect, so it was like NCAA literally just doing their last, like, middle finger, like, you got to suffer the consequences. Like it was almost like they had to like be the person that had the last word. Like they had to be the one with the last laugh. And it's just like such a bullshit pissing contest. It's like, yes, you lost. Yes. These players can make money now. And I'm sorry. This guy did it a couple days early when he knew it was coming, but it's just such, so shitty. And did they, did he do like a player's trunk where they sell? I think he did like their gear. Cause you see a lot of players, like, especially after their senior year. Yeah. Um, they'll do those obviously when they can make money. Um, but it's weird with Kofi because like the rumors were he left Illinois, went to put his name in the draft, withdrew his name from the draft and was in the transfer portal and was, you know, destined to go to Kentucky. So maybe he sold his stuff thinking, you know, he's never going to wear the yeah. orange, orange and blue again, then decides to come back. But it, yeah, I'm with you. Total slap in the face. Like really what's he spending three games? Yeah. One of them is Marquette, but. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a notable game, um, but yeah, such a blatant ignorance by the NCAA. I mean, shocking that we're talking about this still, you know, they, I don't think they made a single decision, a decision on anything that's been like universally loved um, last year with the tournament. You know, I think that maybe it was the only thing, the Indianapolis tournament. Yeah. It worked out better than we gave them credit for. Cause I remember when those got announced, we were like, this is going to be a disaster, um, but kind of worked out. But yeah, I, I mean, what I, if you're Kofi, what do you just laugh about it? You're like, all right, I'm making more money in the NIL now. Yeah. Like, I'll sit out for three games. Sure. So. I'll sell more t-shirts now because you're giving me more time right. since I can't really be ready right. for games. So, right. Um, do you think, I don't think it does, but does this kind of go against my big 10 player of the year pick? Should I, should I change that now? No, I don't think so either. Nah. Yeah. Cause once conference play starts, he's going to be dominant. Yes, and- he is. They're not going to skip a beat. So, um, speaking of the NCAA, um, last year, Oklahoma State 
when they had number one overall pick Cade Cunningham. They um, they made the NCAA tournament, lost in the Sweet 16 to Oregon State. This year, they will not be in the postseason, not because they're not good enough, because the NCAA extent, or pushed back their you know, vacancy from the tournament, their one-year punishment, and applied it to this year, the 2021-2022 um, basketball Weird. season. Weird. They had, the, they had the top player in college basketball last year, and they were able to play, and now they're not? Right. Strange. It's amazing. How That's does that how work out? out? I watched a little of uh, Mike Boynton's press conference today. Yeah, it felt terrible um, for yeah, him. And, yeah, I mean, he's hammering home points that, you know, they were $300 worth of charges that, like, is the reason, like – He's talking about how his players were recruited. He's not going to be able to give scholarships and change people's life. Like, he was very emotional, crying on the like the, the you know the press conference. Um, just an unfortunate situation. I never understood the punished kids who didn't do. I, I'm the same the, way. Yeah, I get it. If a coach did it, then maybe you can take it out on the team because then the coach has to own it. But Boynton wasn't the coach when it was going on. It was Brad Underwood unfortunately yeah um yeah like you know boyton wasn't the coach when he was when that was going on the players now can't play in the tournament even if they have a good year so it's hard to really grasp into that like let's buy in now the conference tournament i'm sure they'll play really well because that's that's their championship yeah um, but it's just it's hard to it's hard to fathom if you're you're a player on that team realizing that you you know you're not gonna be in the tournament but boyton made a good point at the end like i think he was saying like if you we had no players on um, probation, all all this stuff. And he's basically like, if you're a program that has any of these things, he's like, good luck because they're coming for you. So it seems like, you know, USC was really the only one that kind of got off scot free. Um, yeah. Arizona already did their Arizona already did their um, one year postseason ban. Now, granted, they were terrible last year, but you kind of pick and choose when you use right. it. But if I'm Auburn, Auburn did it last year their postseason ban. If I'm Louisville. Whew, I don't know when it's coming, but yeah. the other shoe's going to drop, and it'll probably be a uh, postseason ban of some sort. I have to imagine. Yeah, and then there was an, there was there was another kid um, in college basketball that also who was it that got um, suspended for a few games? I'm trying to look it up real quick as we're talking. Jalen Wilson from Kansas. That's who it was. The DUI. Yeah. Okay, that makes D- that's that's fine. Like yeah, DWI. Yeah, especially with the Henry Ruggs news, like. Oh God, Brad yeah. He was driving 156 miles an hour. They said. And hit the lady going like 128, like 126. Crazy dude. Like I mean, it's truly a sad situation for the the family of the people involved, and even you know Henry Ruggs, like two years out of that college NFL receiver, Vegas, having a hell of a year, five and two, and your life is over. Like life is over. He is going to be minimum of two years, max of 20 in jail. If he gets like when he gets out, I'm sure that family's going to sue him for every penny he's got. And I mean, it's just crazy, um, unfortunate timing for everything. It just shows, you know, don't, you know, hopefully don't drink and drive. It's pretty simple with Uber and all the technology and stuff we have out there. Call people. It's Especially if you're an NFL really player, you got it. the money. And it, NFL player or college basketball player, you mean to tell me some kid wouldn't take you home? Yeah. So Jalen Wilson suspended for two games. So notable, Jalen Wilson. Starting forward at University of Kansas, two games suspended. Mark Few, head coach of the number one team in the country, one game suspended. Weird. Nothing like leading by example. Yeah. yeah. That consistency, you can't, you know, that's what the C stands for in NCAA. Yeah. I think, I mean, kind of wrapping back up with the Oklahoma State stuff, I just, 
my thing is don't punish the kids now or future teams. I say you just take a hefty fine to the university. Yeah. And then the university can make their decision of if that coach needs to be employed or, you know. Whatever charity they wish like, to send it to, like, right. I'm all for that. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, kind of unfortunate. It's bad news that we're starting the season with, but let's be real. Head to it. It ain't going to shape how I feel about this upcoming season. <laughs> There's not really much news that could kind of hurt my uh, – excitement so yeah absolutely so we're gonna get to that obviously uh we're gonna start with the acc today um this is gonna be you know last week we did the big 12 and the big 10 and those conferences are absolutely loaded so this isn't going to have necessarily the like the teams that are loaded but draft talent wise like this is gonna be some of the the process the conferences to keep an eye on um We'll obviously start, unfortunately for you, with Duke. Um, this is the final year of Coach K. I don't know if you heard that or not. Um, Coach K is retiring after this season. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's crazy that it literally came a year after Roy Williams. And it's so, like, I'm not going to get into Duke Carolina things. Obviously, anybody who listens has realized I'm a Carolina fan. Um, I have a disdain hatred for Coach K and Duke basketball and the whole like you have to respect him like sure like yeah he's a great coach but the, probably the best college coach of all time most wins five national championships i've been alive for well i wasn't born for one of them but i was alive for you know most of his reign so duke has been very good my entire life um i think the reason my disdain for him and the hatred is like a the brotherhood stuff with duke like cringe um b everything that's going to happen this year that he didn't want a farewell tour and it's just and like i can go on and on and on like the dylan brooks stuff after the tournament when oregon waxed him and he went in their locker room and told him not to celebrate like there's just so many examples of coach k being a cheese wiener is what i call him but (laughs) (laughs) but great coach loaded this year um you know nothing like calling the coach cheese wiener and then i can't wait to talk about his team but is um um, yeah is it impressive let me ask you this. Is it impressive to be the all-time leader in wins if you've coached for, like, 75 years? Yeah, I think so. Because look at Beheim. Beheim has coached just as long, if not longer, or right around the same time. And Coach K and Beheim's like, career totals are, are totally different. Yeah. So I think there is something to being like – and, you know, they are relevant every year. Yeah. Last year was the first time they missed the tournament in, I don't know, like 15 years and – other than, I mean, actually, probably longer than that, like ninety-seven, something like that. But literally, they they're in, they're they're good every year. Even the years they're bad, they're four or five seed, and you know they pitter away in the tournament. But yeah, this roster um, it suits up really well for Coach K's last year. Yeah, um, they do lose Jalen Johnson, the infamous number one recruit in the country, or number three recruit in the country last year, who quit halfway through the season. Um, they lose DJ Stewart, which is surprising that he left. Yeah, he was is. a really good shooter that who didn't get drafted. Um, or would have thought for sure he would have came back. But um, they also lose Matt Hurt, which thank God he's gone because <laughs> Matt Hurt on this team would give me nightmares. Um, just how good he was. But as always, they they win the offseason and they're recruiting. They get Paolo Bonchero, um, <laughs> probably the best. He's player incredible. Best, yeah, best freshman. Um, he's built like a. Mac truck dude he's just that massive. put back dunk he had um, in their exhibition oh my god yeah i didn't watch i'm not <laughs> I, wasn't I saw the highlight watching. and went yeah yeah he's he's tough i mean he's a bucket like six nine scored all three levels um thank god they didn't get patrick baldwin jr god i know god 
Um, they also bring in AJ Griffin, uh, Griffin, who's out of New York. He was teammates with RJ Davis um, in high school, which is North Carolina's um, point guard. Um, he had knee surgery this off season. He tore, he tore his ACL in high school and then hurt the other knee, which is very common. Like when you tear an ACL, you also like always hurt the other yeah. knee. Like, like just cause kind of the way it works, but he's out for six to eight weeks. So late December, early January, right around conference play, they'll be getting him back. Um, they also bring in Trevor Keels, who's a shooter from Virginia, um, six, 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 seven kid that can just fill it up. Um, he, sorry, six, five, he, he can fill it up, scored all three levels. He kind of like watching him just from high school and like EYBL circuit, he moves very like methodically, kind of like a James Harden where it like, looks like he's like kind of shit, like dogging it out there, but like he just gets to his spots and can get a shot off. Like, at any time um so they bring in those three they bring in theo john from marquette I forgot they brought in um, theo john is, weird yeah uh, kind of a good glue guy because they what yeah they bring not a guy that's gonna score here, a lot of points no but he'll do the dirty work as in rebounding block shots fouling um all that stuff but they bring back mark williams who had a really good into his freshman year um seven foot center Chicago Bulls bring target back jeremy, mark williams yep they bring back jeremy roach who's back for a sophomore year, um, eight points a game, two rebounds, three assists, not really numbers that kind of wow you, but I think he's a very good veteran guard, kind of like a Trey, Trey uh, Jones type where he's going to um, kind of do the right thing at their kind of do the thing that's needed for them at all times. Um, they bring back Wendell Moore, who doesn't scare me um, from an opponent side of it. He's a six, six guard who kind of does the same thing as winning plays uh, dives on the floor, really good defense, but averages are right around nine points a game, four rebounds, two assists. His shooting numbers are dreadful. Um, I think his, I, I, he's really good at attacking the basket, but my only, my only fear for them is that they do not have outside shooting. Um, Keels is a good shooter, but hasn't proven it in college. Banchero really good. I mean, same thing. Like he's, he, Everything looks good with him. His numbers look good. Um, Joey Baker is a, a senior now, which crazy that he's a senior. Um, but he's a guy that can stretch the floor. They bring in. He's kind of like – it's kind of like when they had um, – I'm just kidding, Creighton now. Uh, O'Connell. Yeah. Alex O'Connell. He's a guy that they can bring in off the bench that can kind of be like a microwave and get hot for him. But, you know, I kind of just rambled on him. But moral of the story is Coach K has got a team that can cut down the nuts. Um, I think – the the voodoo magic that Duke basketball has probably that's the way the season's going to end and it's going to kill me because good god but uh, <laughs> i mean i mean like you said this team this these leagues may not be as talented top to bottom team wise but i'll argue the ACC has some of the best players in it cuz Paulo Banchero is as good as adver- advertised and next tuesday um when duke plays kentucky like we are set for a treat because this kid's going to be a monster. Yes, he is. So Ken Palm yeah. has Duke right now. It's 10. Uh, they said that their, their prediction is offensive efficiency. They'll be 12th in the country and defensive efficiency. They'll be 17th. So yeah, obviously they're probably gonna be really good. Um, not like you said, the Kentucky game, uh, they've got Gonzaga, they've got Ohio state, uh, which Ken Palm has them losing. Both they, those leave, they leave Durham to go to Columbus. Wow. And they never play road games. No. On a Tuesday night at that. Yeah. Man, they're like Ohio State football. Where Ohio State football is like on the road? No. Yeah. What's that? Right? Yeah. So I'm – I shouldn't say I'm excited about this Duke team because I kind of share some of the similar feelings you do as a bandwagon Tar Heel fan because of you and Luster. Um, but, yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i excited to watch Palo. He's going to be awesome. 
Um, He's 6'11", 250 pounds. And moves like a shooting guard. Yeah. The athleticism is unbelievable. The the jumping ability. Um, If I'm the Pistons, I know tanking's not a thing anymore, but I'm going to find a way to make sure Paolo and Cade Cunningham are teammates because they will take the Pistons to the playoffs in three years. They will be very good together. I'd be all in on that. That won't be to the level as far as skill set and athleticism, but... Could very well be they're like the Pistons version of Westbrook and Durant. Like it could be mm-hmm. like that, um, if that happens. So that's a story for another episode uh, here on the Forty Minutes Basketball Network. Like I don't know, shot callers or the bench bob. Um, so we'll we'll but we'll get to that. We got plenty of time to talk about that. Let's talk about the heels. This is Hubert yeah. Davis's first year. This is a really, really good basketball team. They bring in one of my favorite players in the country, Brady Manick. Um I know you can speak on them way more than I can for obvious reasons, but I think that this is a team that looks like they're going to be better than they have been the last few years um, with the guys they have coming in, with the guys that stayed. Um, obviously, a really, really fun non-con game against Purdue. Uh, they got a Michigan game there in December that I'm really excited about. Um, this is a good Tar Heel team, though. This is a team that's probably going to make a run at it. I'm really, really, really stoked for the week for Christmas in Vegas when they play UCLA. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, kind of everything you echoed last year, you know, boils down to Carolina, um, just like any team that was reliant on freshmen. Um, their guard play was atrocious. Caleb Love was not good. Um, RJ Davis was also not good. They had a really bad pro- uh, problem with like turnovers. Um, so getting in the offense, getting in the rhythm, getting the ball to Armando Baycott, getting the ball to Garrison Brooks, um, was really hard for them. They would cough it up a lot. Um, so really got to hone in on that. But, yeah, I'll kind of go just to break break down of their roster. They do lose Garrison Brooks, um, plays four years at North Carolina, ends up using his COVID year, his fifth year. He goes to Mississippi State um, to play alongside DJ Jeffries and some other guys that we'll get to later That's on in team. the preview. They um, His dad's a coach there, so I get it. Go spend your last year sure. at a school that you play with your dad. You've kind of done all you need to do at Carolina, and it's time for – a new regime to come in. They lose Daron Sharp, who went first round to the Brooklyn Nets, and they lose Walker Kessler, who um, is now at the University of Auburn, who we'll get to later on today or tonight. But they bring in Brady Manick, like you said, um, just absolute bucket getter. Justin McCoy from Virginia, Dawson Garcia, which is love that a big time love hit. That. Um, great replace, great replacement for Walker Kessler. They bring in Demarco Dunn, which is a six, um, he's six four, six five ish shooter from North Carolina, and they bring in Dontress Style, who's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, Think Theo Pinson before his, his ACL and knee surgeries. So kind of a guy with a lot of bounce, high-energy guy. I, I love what this team's building. They're, they're going to start Caleb, RJ. I think they're going to start Caleb Kerwin, Justin McCoy, Dawson Garcia, Armando Baycott, and bring Brady Manick off the bench, which shows you how yeah. good they're going <laughs> to be. I think they're going to be able to rotate their bigs. Um, I'm very excited for Hubert's regime. A lot more ball screens for your point guards, a lot more better spacing. You know, don't have to have your bigs playing their back to the basket. Um, I think just kind of modernizing the game where the NBA is at, where college basketball is at, I think it's a good change for North Carolina. Obviously wish Coach Williams would have got a proper send-off. You know, maybe not Coach K-like, but, you know, I think the signs were there last year. He kissed the floor after the Duke game, you know, said it wasn't anything to do with that. He said it was because it was the first time the fans were in there, but sure, buddy. I think he knew. Yeah, um, just I'm very excited for this team. I'm with you. I think the pieces are there to make a run. Last year was pretty apathetic ending because they got boat raced by Wisconsin in the tournament. But I really like this team. Armando Baycott, 
you know, 12 and eight last year was what he averaged. I think he's set to it for a really good year because you're going to have to guard him down low or you're going to have to leave Dawson Garcia, Brady Manning, Justin McCoy out on the perimeter. And those guys can abuse you if, if you give them the space. So um, the keys for me, <clears throat> Caleb Love has to, has to be better. I think he will be better this year. I think with better spacing, he can get to the rim. Um, his assist numbers will go up. And I love Kerwin Walton. I think he's one of the best shooters in the country. The fact that Nate Johnson and Kerwin Walton weren't on the top 40 shooters list that came out like Trash. by Jeff Goodman, I wanted to rate. I love Jeff. But, I do. But come on, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, trash, trash list. But yeah, I'm very excited. Um, or you know, cautiously optimistic is kind of what I go into every year with. But I think, you know, not relying on freshmen that much. I love where this team's at and kind of heading at next year. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um, so I know the easiest route to go here is like Florida State and Virginia and all that, and we'll get to them obviously. Um, but I'm gonna talk about my boys because we're finally gonna be good again for the first time in a long time. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Here's the best way to describe Notre Dame's basketball team coming up this year. Do you like those teams that just play like nonstop transition and score a lot, but don't play any defense? That's mm-hmm. the Domers this year. Uh, they have a lot of guys coming back. So we're looking at, I'm pulling this up real quick. I had this up and of course my phone is messing up. Uh, Precious Hubs. Precious Hubs is coming back. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wade's coming back. Ryan Cormack, Tony Sanders. Um, this is going to be a pretty deep team. Uh, Mike Brace had a team that's really struggled for quite a while now. I think the last time they made the tournament was when they lost to Carolina in the Elite Eight. That mm-hmm. was so, it, you know, that was it's been a while. Like 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. But they're going to be a fast paced team. They're going to score a lot. They're not going to stop a lot of people. Uh, but Ken Palm does have them at 27th. Uh, some of the games that they have on the schedule, I'm really stoked about, include obviously playing Kentucky. I'm glad that that's been brought back. Um, at home, too, because you beat them in Rupp last year. Yep, sure did. And, of course, like we've been talking about quite a bit, the last year of the um, Crossroads Classic, they play Indiana. And Monday, the 29th of November, Illinois. Wow, yeah. what a schedule. That's a great offseason schedule. It is. Um, they they do bring in Paul Atkinson from Yale, guy who didn't play last year due to the Ivy League not forming a league. Um 17 and 8 is what he averaged in college at Yale. So you got to think that's a great get for for you guys. Um, sorry, my phone's like going off. The Trey Wirtz is the guy you bring in. Um, he was a grad transfer you brought in last year. He's really good as well. Um, I kind of exactly what you said. This team plays fast pace. Um, defense is not really a priority. Uh, kind of <laughs> wish it would be for them, but I think you have enough scoring. Cormac Ryan can shoot. Prentice Hub can fill it up. I think you have enough scoring where like, even on an off night defensively, you guys are still going to be good enough to be in every game. So it just might boil down to getting a few stops when you need it the most. So. Yeah, that's probably where they're going to struggle, especially against teams like Illinois and Indiana and obviously Kentucky. Um, but I think they're a good team. I think they're going to be back in the tournament this year. You know, I like them more than I like a team like Pitt. I like them more. And I, you know, oh, yeah. uh, they've got a really weird game in January, like right in the middle of conference play against Howard, which. Okay. That was because last year they were supposed to play um, McCour, Maker, and Howard, and it got canceled. That's right. They rescheduled it for this year. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? Did McCour go back yeah, to school? Um, no, I think he got – I think he went to the draft. I think he drafted, I think. Um, but, yeah, kind of like you said about the ACC before we kind of dive deep in. Like, you know, there's some teams that – like, I really all I want to touch on, the rest of it, are the top eight. Yeah. I think that is Duke, Carolina, Louisville, Florida State. Virginia, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and Syracuse. 
like NC State should be decent. Um, Pitt, Boston College, I think they're going to be pretty bad. Miami, pretty bad. Georgia Tech, really bad. Um, Clemson, eh. but at least like, at least I mean? Georgia like, Tech is like Josh Pastner to give us some really entertaining like Michael Scott. They won the ACC. Yeah, like so, they won the ACC tournament. Some like Michael Scott esque moments that are just oh yeah. Like, they won the ACC tournament. I know. What? Yeah. What? I know. Unbelievable. It's they had the ACC Player of the Year in Moses Brown last year. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Shows how bad the ACC was at last year. Yes. So, but yeah, let's uh, the kind of team I want to talk about next. Um, Florida State. I think the probably the most underrated program in the ACC the last five six years. Who's They've the really uh, Who's the NBA wing for them this year? Jonathan Isaac, Patrick <laughs> Williams, Scotty Barnes. Like they're they got a type. Mm-hmm. I'd say Matthew Cleveland, their freshman. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean he's a, a can score at all levels. Um, they bring in, so they bring back. They lose Scotty Barnes, lose MJ Walker, lose Balsa Kobrichevich, and Raquan Gray. So four like starters and like really good players. And you would think like, okay, they lose these guys. They probably um, you know probably gonna struggle a little bit. Nope. They bring in Caleb Mills from Houston who was Incredible. preseason AAC player of the year last year. They bring in Cameron Fletcher from Kentucky. Definitely a pro, like a project kid, but a kid who's you know, six seven that shows potential. They bring in um, Matthew Cleveland, like I talked about, and they bring in Jalen Warley, who are two freshmen that should be dynamic. Both are expected to start. I would kind of move Warley out of the starting lineup and move Mills in, but Mills kind of thrives in that six-man like role, and I think that'd be kind of a good fit for him here. But Anthony Polite, Malik Osborne, um, Tanner Nam is also back for them. They're just – they're big. Their starting lineup right now is projected 6'4", 6'6", 6'7", 6'9", 7'2". typical Florida State team, um, really good defensively, can kind of get out and run offensively as well. I, I love Matthew Cleveland. Um, we'll talk about our awards here in a little bit. But just an underrated program. Leonard Hamilton's out there killing it. You know, the whole new bloods versus the blue bloods thing, that's his thing. He kind of takes a – he takes a like trying to take its back seat to Duke and Carolina, calling himself the Blue Bloods, whereas he focuses on being the New Blood. Um, they've had tournament success. I, I really like this team. I think just kind of nothing but similar things for them um, are going to be coming forward for them. So I'm very excited for them. I love Matthew Cleveland and I love Caleb Mills. So very high on the Seminoles. Yeah, I am right there with you. I think they're going to be really good, like they have been for quite a bit now. Um, but yeah, you know. Typical letter and Hamilton team. Yep. Hopefully he learns how to explain oh. how to do a timeout soon. Right. Jeez, Pete, what a that was weird. Yeah. That was bizarre. So yeah, let's kind of fly through these. Don't want to make it too long for the listeners right. and stuff. Um, we'll fly through Louisville real quick. Uh, they do lose Carlick Jones and David Johnson. Both are NBA players, but they replace them with Jared West, the transfer from Marshall. Noah Locke, transfer from Florida, who can really fill it up. Matt Cross from Miami. Um, they bring back Samuel Williamson, Jalen Withers, Mark Malik Williams, and Joy Davis. Um, but I think Mason Faulkner is there. He as is. Well, Mason right? Faulkner's there. Yep. Yeah. Kentucky boy that's going to be back um, playing for Louisville. So I think this team is Chris has a shot at having a really good team this year. Um, JJ Trainers a sophomore. Samuel Williamson's a junior, kind of that veteran role for him. Jalen Withers is really good. Uh, Malik Williams is redshirt senior. He's in his fifth year. He's a guy that can fill it up for him as well. Um, the only my only worry with them is their guard play. Jared West transitioning from Marshall. It's not always that transition. It's how are they going to adapt from going from the conference USA or from a, a lower tier uh, conference to the big boy leagues, to the ACC, the SECs. Um, 
I think they kind of go as far as he takes them. Noah Locke can fill it up. Really good shooter. Averaged 11, last, 11 points a game last year at Florida. I like Chris's offense. It's very dynamic. It's very be really modern good NBA. Yeah, and they, they – right. It's just kind of their staple of their program. And I think, you know, Chris – Last year was a rough year. They didn't make the tournament. Dino Gaudio situation, which we've covered. And, you know, the year before they were really good when the tournament can- got canceled. They were looking at a top two, three, four yeah. seed, which, yeah. So I think this is a big year for him. Gets, him, gets himself right back on track, kind of gets the train rolling again on the success here at Louisville. So non conference. Uh, yeah, non conference isn't, besides Michigan State and Kentucky, isn't very awesome. Um, you're looking at your start of the season while Chris is suspended. Southern. Furman, Navy, Detroit Mercy, Mississippi State. So, so they're gonna be they're gonna be like nine and one going into ACC play, like a top ten. Team well, they have that NC State game like the fourth of December. That's that's about right, isn't it? I guess no. They always remember last year, Carolina or two years ago, Carolina and Notre Dame opened. The yeah, that was so weird. What is that? That's so dumb. Yeah, like it, ACC just trying to like so, reinvent the wheel. Yep. So yeah, I'll I'll fly. Sorry, I know this is my no. like I don't want to no, seem like please. I'm rambling too much, but yeah, this is kind of my conference, my expertise. So, um, a team I hate with a passion, almost not as much as Duke, but I very much dislike them. The Same. Virginia Cavaliers. Um, God, bless. not fun that to watch. Is pathetic. Really good defense, pack line defense. I understand that their offense is fluid. Their offense is dynamic. It is you know, it, this play has 18 different options, and I understand it. But just count me out on watching this. Um, they do bring back Kihei Clark, who seems like he's been in college for 20 years. They have him listed as 5'10", which he's 5'10", I'm 6'2", so let the listeners kind of imagine that. Um, Reese Brinkman, they bring they bring back. Armand Franklin, they get from Indiana. Jaden Gardner from ECU. The, you know, they, they lose Sam Hauser. They lose Trey Murphy. They lose Jay Huff, so they kind of lose some of that size. I'm not in on this Virginia team. I don't think they have enough scoring. Jaden Gardner is a really good player from East Carolina. Average about 19 points for them, 19 points a game for them. But other than that, I think their bench is really thin. You got guys that haven't played any minutes. And I think Kihei Clark offensively doesn't give you enough to kind of contribute to a really good year for Virginia. I think this is a year you could kind of see them hovering around the bubble um, and possibly get like a seven, eight, nine seed this year. But I, I'm just really not in on them. However, their rival, their in-state rival, I am in on. Um, that will be the Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike White is in his third or fourth year, but they lose Tyrese Radford, who goes to like um, he goes to Northern Arizona. Jalen Cohn's gone as well, but they bring in Storm Murphy from Wofford, um, which was where Mike White was at before Virginia Tech. They got Kibe Aluma, Hunter Couture, um, Justin Mutz. They have a really good team. They're really good spacing. He brings that offense from Wofford where it's a lot of jacking up a lot of threes, a lot of high ball screens, um, very fast paced, a lot of a lot of touches for their guys. So very excited to see that. Storm Murphy lit it up at Wofford, and I, I think he'd be able to score at a he's dynamic he's dynamic of a scorer that he can do that in the ACC. Kibe Luma is really good. A lot of preseason first team All Americans or all ACC for him. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Virginia Tech. I think last year kind of they lost the 7-10 game to Florida. I think they can get in the NCAA tournament as a 5-6-7 seed and kind of um, a tough place to play. I think their offense is dynamic, so I'm very in on this Virginia Tech team. But kind of we'll go real quick. We'll do like we do for every conference. We will do our projections. So for me, the ACC player of the year is going to be Drum roll, please. 
Armando Baycott from North Carolina. I'm not giving it to Paolo. Fuck that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going Armando Baycott, um, coach of the year. I'm going to go Chris Mack from Louisville. Okay. I think they're going to be a top three team in the ACC. Newcomer of the year, Paolo Bonchero. Freshman of the year. I'm going to do a different one. Newcomer slash freshman of the year, same thing. I'll give I'll give you two. Paolo Banchero and Matt Cleveland from Florida State. So those are my picks. All right. Well, this will be easy for me. I do have Paolo for ACC Player of the Year, which means he'll get ACC Freshman of the Year. Um, I have Chris mm-hmm. Mack for – no, I'm sorry, not Chris Mack. You put that in my head. Uh, I'm going to go Coach K for Coach of the Year just because it feels like it's like just the easy thing to route with his last year. It's like Derek Jeter making the All-Star game his last year. Is basically what right. it is. It's like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I think that they got seven conference teams in the tournament. I'll go I'll go eight. I'll go the ones we mentioned in Syracuse. Okay. Syracuse always gets in. They just, they're a bubble team that always gets in. They'll so. be the 11 seed that plays the like in the first four that makes the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you're, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> draft prospect-wise, like we said, a lot of guys to look forward to. We've obviously named quite a bit of them, so... Uh, this conference now, too, also talking SEC ball. Uh, kind of give you an idea. Some other guys look forward to uh, as NBA prospects here. Jabari Smith from Auburn. Very skilled, talented player. Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee. Um, Damian Collins from Kentucky, who I really think could really have a year where he could really boost himself to put me in the lottery. I'm pretty high on him. Um, mm-hmm. Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky. J.D. Davidson from Alabama. Um, Alan Flanagan from Auburn. There's a lot of tel- NBA talent in this draft, in this in this conference here. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with, um, let's just start with the usuals. So obviously a really terrible year last year for Kentucky, going 9-15, and 15, and it was so fun to watch. Uh, this is a team that, obviously, like I said, we just brought, we just named two guys they bring in that are going to be really good. They bring in C.J. Frederick from Iowa, from Northern Kentucky. Um, they bring in the, I always forget the kid's name from West Virginia. Uh Oscar Shibway. Oscar Shibway, thank you. And a few more. Kellen Grady. Kellen Grady. Kellen Grady from Davidson. Severe Wheeler from Georgia. Um, Bryce Hopkins is a freshman. Damian Collins is a freshman. Um, yeah, just they reloaded. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, like we said, they start with Duke. Then they got some Robert Morris, Mount St. Mary's, Ohio, Albany, North Florida, High Points and one, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Louisville, like always. The, the, the Tubby Smith thing's going to be really cool. I'm excited they're finally doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But, you know, probably your typical Kentucky team make the Elite Eight, and that'll probably be the best they do. I'm really high on this team. I It hurts everything in me to say it, but I think they have depth at positions that they haven't had in a while. I mean, their guards are elite. Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, CJ Frederick, Davion Mintz. You know, Dante Allen are guys that can play at any program. Um, they have a and Kellen Grady as well. Sorry, they kind of they have him as a two or three range, but he's kind of a ball dominant guard as well. Um, I love what they bring in: Keon Brooks, Oscar Shibway, Jacob Toppin, Brand, uh, Bryce Hopkins, Lance Ware, uh, Damian Collins is a guy that I think should be starting from day one. I think Keon Brooks is a perfect guy that you can bring off the bench. Um, I, I, dribble drive offense, fast pace. This kind of fits exactly what coach cow once i think after last year not having a shooting you know they lost bj boston devin askew isaiah jackson olivier Saar, terrence clark 
I think not having enough shooting on that team, they go out and get a CJ Frederick. They go out and get Kellen Grady. They get proven shooters in college. And then you have Dante Allen as well, who lit it up for you last year. So I think this team can be elite offensively and defensively. Oscar Shibway is a shot blocking machine. Damian Collins, you know, Bryce, uh, Bryce Hopkins are guys that can be physical defenders as well as, you know, attack the glass um, to create like easy run outs transitions for UK. But I really like this team. Keon Brooks is a, a junior that is a glue guy that really will kind of keep Kentucky locked in throughout all times. But I'm with you. I think they're going to be a, a, a force in the SEC this year and kind of rewrite the history from last year's bad year. So Yeah, I'm with you. Um, how many teams do you want to do like a full profile on for this conference? Yeah, it's tough. SEC, I mean, it's... Arkansas, it's, obviously, think, Auburn. I'd say Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn. Okay, yeah, I'm with that. We can't, yeah, even if good. Arkansas wasn't good, we can't not talk about Eric Musselman. Yeah, so we, we'll go to them next. Um, I, the transfer portal, he killed it at Nevada. Mm-hmm. So when he gets to a bigger school that he's had success at, he's going to kill it again this year. You know, they lose Justin Smith, Moses Moody, who goes to the draft, Jalen Tate from Northern Kentucky, um, Vance Jackson, and then Desi Silas, who transfers. But they bring in Chris Likes from Miami, you know, five foot seven guard that fills it up. Stanley Umede uh, from South Dakota. I know all about that, watching Summit League basketball. Um, he's a monster for South Dakota. Adise uh, Tony from Pitt, Trey Wade from Wichita State, Kamani Johnson from Little Rock, Chance Moore, Jackson Robinson from Texas A&M. That's, tra- that's all he did. He didn't bring in any freshmen in. He brings in all, you know, brings in all transfers. But you're looking at a team that can get out and run. My only fear for them is they don't have any depth at the big man positions. Um, Stanley Umede is really good. He's a six six, kind of a stretch four really physical guy that can play down low, but JD Note, a guard, they just don't have a lot of um, depth at the big man position, you know, kind of like last year, they're going to be able to run a gun with Tony, with likes, with Davis. Those are guys that are going to be able to score and get out and run, but I'm, I'm kind of similar to last year. I think they'll hit their stride of when they play a really good defensive team that makes you value taking care of the basketball. I think that's where Arkansas is going to struggle like they did last year. So my bold prediction for Arkansas is they will go undefeated into sec player. Is there a non-conference? Terrible. Nah, of course. Well, that was like I, there's, I knew there was a catch. Kansas to it. Like, State and Oklahoma are like the two toughest games, but in other than that's like Mercer, Penn, Central yeah. Arkansas, Little Rock, Charlotte, Elon. It's like, all right, guys, come on. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's go to their. I wouldn't say their rival, but a program that was on the rise just like they were. Um, a team that went to the Wait, 16 or Elite Eight last year? Alabama. Can't remember. But Elite Eight. No. They lost, they, they lost USC. The most important UCLA. thing is Nate Oates mocked Coach K. All right? So <sighs> that's that's the most important part. My king. My king. <laughs> yes. He, uh, you look at Alabama. They're going to score. They lose Josh Primo, who went in the lottery to the Spurs. Don't talk lottery. about it. Herb Jones, very good player. John Petty, who felt like he was in college for Herb Jones is starting years. in the NBA right now. For the Pelicans. For the Pelicans. He's good, man. Yeah. I think he's good. I did too. Like, but like that that shocked John, me. Yep. John Petty, Alex Reese, Jordan Bruner. Um, so they replaced them with JD Davison, who is an elite five star guard. Yeah. Noah Gurley, they bring in from Furman. Uh, Namari Burnett from Texas Tech, who unfortunately he tore his um tore his ACL and missed the entire year. Kind of a bummer. Former five star prospect, played like four games at Texas Tech, transferred, and now in his third year will be making his debut. It's kind of tough to be on the draft boards and whatnot, but 
They also bring back Jaden Shackelford, Keon Ellis, Javon Quinterly. Um, shout out Arizona. He's the reason they're on probation, him and DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> um, and then Jawan Gary. So there's, that's a loaded team, but they bring in a lot of talent. I love Nate Oates. I think his like emphasis on analytics and his emphasis on like taking threes or getting into the like getting to the glass is the best mindset in basketball. Long twos are the dumbest shots you can take. They're either a three-point or a layup, and I love their idea of it. There were so many games last year. I made it really hard to bet on them and very entertaining to watch. But there were so many games last year where you turn it on five minutes into the game and they're up 28 to four because they just went berserk from three to start the game. And then vice versa. You know, you're looking at halftime. They got 28 points. And you're like, well, they haven't hit a shot all day. So it kind of, you know, dictates when you're hot. It's great. But I think this team has the potential to be better than they were last year and that they were a number one, number two seed last year. So. Listen to this gauntlet of this three-game non-conference stretch they have in the start of December. Gonzaga, Houston, Memphis, all within a week of each other. Well, within 10 days, they have those three games. And this isn't a like holiday tournament. Nope, just regular games. season games. Yeah, I love it. I love – you only get better by playing elite talent, and this is going to be – you know, it, it's going to be perfect for them. I, I think this team is going to be really good. I think J.D. Davison is going to be a monster – Six three guard that's dynamic. His first step is unbelievable. He gets to the rim, finishes through contact. Javon Quinterly, say what you want about him, you know, kind of a laughing stock when he was at Villanova and transferred, but averages about 13 points a game, four or five assists. He's a really good glue guy. Jawan Gary is just a freak athlete. Um, I really like this team. I think they they bring in Charles um, Bidiaco. He's like a seven foot freshman who just a fly swatter blocks everything. Just, I think this team has potential to be really good, and I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of in on Nate Oates. I, I am. I'm very much in on Nate Oates. I think, yeah, he's kind of a psycho, but like, you need that in college basketball. You need some figures. So. Yeah, there's got to be one like coach at Alabama that's likable, you know. Oh, I love Saban, so I think that's where we differ. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in on the Nate Oates train. So, but uh, the last two teams I want to talk about real quick, um, we'll go Tennessee real quick. Rick Barnes and his. I think fourth or fifth year at Tennessee. They lose some players. They lose V Ponds, who is the biggest human I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I covered the UC Tennessee game a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, God, that was Brandon's like first big win. And he was built. Like I was like, holy shit, this man's a monster. Uh, they lose V Ponds, Jaden Springer, who went to the draft, who I don't know who he got drafted by. Atlanta, I want to say. Okay. I should know that. I didn't but... know that. Keon Johnson, who had amazing athleticism yeah. um, don't know who he got drafted by as well but they replaced both of those freshman guards with kennedy chandler a God, top 10 so prospect good. justin powell a kentucky kid that transferred from auburn now to tennessee um brandon huntley hatfield jonas adu who's a transfer or a marquette commit that now is committed to tennessee um but they bring back john fulgerson santiago viscovi victor bailey and josiah jordan james kind of a they got jjj you think Mm-hmm. Huh. He's back for his senior year. He's still... So, or sorry, his junior year. Yeah, I didn't realize he was back. So, so, yeah, it's it's kind of like when you think of Tennessee football or Tennessee basketball, you think of Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, you know, Chris Lofton, some of those guys that have played. Chris Lofton's way Centuries. long ago, but when they're yeah, they're teams that have been good recently. It is the older teams, and this kind of fits that mold with Fulkerson and James, and you know, Justin Powell, a guy who's played in the SEC before. I, I think they're a good pace. Kennedy Chandler is really, really good. I don't know how him and Viscovi are going to work off the ball together because Viscovi is kind of like a Kendall Marshall where not really a threat to score offensively, but he's a very good passer. And I think Chandler is better with the ball in his hand. So I don't know if you'll see 
one of those guys off the bench or not playing a lot together, but I like this team a lot. I think defensively they're always good under Rick Barnes. It's just, is this year they finally elevate and make a jump to the tournament? Last year, they I thought they were good, but yeah. they were a five yeah. seed. They got smoked by Oregon State. I just think they don't show up at, at sometimes, and sometimes they do, and you know you hope that you get a good game out of them. But I love Kennedy Chandler. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but I, I'm really in on this Tennessee team as well. So All right, so here's the non-conference games to be excited about. November 20th, Villanova. Really excited for that one. December, Where at? that is actually a neutral site. Dude, get rid of neutral sites. There's nothing better than a Saturday at noon or Saturday night game at like home and home series. Like the campus is rocking. It's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, that's just me. Texas Tech, that is also neutral site. And then this year they have, I guess it's going to be probably play it. They say Memphis is a neutral site, but isn't that at FedEx Forum? Yeah, but I think they just like make neutral. it a. I guess where else would it be in, I guess, yeah, I would say Memphis, but I don't know where else it would be, Nashville, but why would they play Vandy? Yeah. Like, yeah, it has to be at FedEx Forum, but I'll look it up real quick. But, yeah, see what else they have the rest of the schedule. All right, so that's kind of the non – Colorado is going to be pretty good. Um, So they have Arizona, and then they start conference play with Alabama, which, you know, like we talked about, Arizona is going to be a mixed bag of, re- of things this year. So I don't know. Um. I think this is probably a team that's really good. I kind of have them as a 22-win team. Ken Palm has them at 21-9 and nine going into at the end of this uh, at the yep. season. So um, excited to see how they match up with Kentucky. Excited to see how they match up with Auburn and LSU. Um, I, There's just something to a UK-Tennessee basketball game. The hatred from both sides makes it really fun to watch. Yeah, also it was the only thing Kentucky could win for a while. They lost to Tennessee, like, what, 38 years in a row? Right. And now they um, that Memphis-Tennessee game is in Nashville. At that Bridgestone Arena. Oh, the on Saturday, December eighteenth. So that means you get Memphis, Tennessee at noon. You get the Indiana Indianapolis. Uh, mm-hmm. You're on a blank on that with the Butler Indiana Crossroads Classic and Crossroads Classic. Those four teams. Um, you get that on Saturday, and then you get UCLA, North Carolina, and Kentucky, Ohio State. That's one day of basketball. Yeah, that's not even counting the NBA games that day. Yeah. Yeah, count me up for whatever that is going on that day. But um, yeah, they also play Tennessee or Arizona at home. Yeah, so I don't know if you said that. Sorry, I might have. I did mention this, they play Arizona. But... I did mention it was a home game. Yeah, that's. I'm very excited for them. Um, God, I could just. I've, I've done that before. I've like started looking at some of the weekend schedules coming up and some of the games like that we're blessed with is just awesome. So, all right, the last team I really want to talk about is um, Auburn Tigers, a team that I used to grow up kind of liking, um, but with Bruce Pearl. Um, count me out on that. They lose <laughs> Sharif Cooper, who I couldn't tell you who he got drafted by. This is where I used to be good at this stuff. Now I'm very bad at this. But Sharif Cooper, elite guard. They lose Justin Powell to Tennessee. JT Thor they lose as well, and they lose Jamar Johnson. They bring in Walker Kessler from North Carolina, Jabari Smith, elite freshman, Katie Johnson from Georgia, Wendell Green from Eastern Kentucky, who I don't believe he's on the team, um, and Zepp Jasper from the University of Charleston. But – this is another team that you look at their starting lineup, 5'11", 6'1", 6'6", 6'10", 7'1". I think Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith are going to be their two guys that make this team run. Um, you know, Dylan Cardwell is a nice backup center. Jalen Williams, 6'8". Uh, Devin Cambridge is another 6'6", junior kind of guys that they can fill it up. Auburn is sporadic. They 
very intense game. They're very good defensively. They like to run and gun. Bruce Pearl's a psycho. He constantly changes things. Very good in-game adjustment maker. Um, but I'm excited to see what Walker Kessler looks like at Auburn. Like, in, am I a little salty he left? I was at the time. But when we bring in Brady Manick and Dawson Garcia, I promise I'm all right. Like, I'm not losing sleep. I think Kessler wanted to go to a place where he can play like facing the basket. And I think that's great for a seven footer that can shoot. But last year he was not a good shooter at North Carolina. So I, hopefully he gets better over the summer, but I'm very excited to see how he looks for Auburn. I think this is another really good team that Bruce Pearl has, um, you know, maybe not as good as his final four team, but I think this is a team that will get better throughout the season. Very excited to watch Jabari Smith um, and Katie Johnson with Georgia, who was really good last year. I think he can kind of fill in a nice two spot for Auburn. What's their uh, non-conference and their, um, their, non-conference schedule look like because i'm looking at the three-man lead right now and two of the guys have them ranked as 20 and 21st best team and then one of the other guys has them as like 35th so the kind of mixed feelings on auburn yeah so i was kind of just looking uh yukon uh the 20 the day before thanksgiving will probably be their biggest non-conference game uh it's probably a tournament isn't it or is that a it's just a regular it's at home so they host it okay um wow i was gonna say there's a really big under the radar game they have that betters will want to keep an eye on the week before Christmas. That actually, that Saturday, you were talking about all those games. They host St. Louis. Um, okay. Yeah, the Billikens. Yeah, and they're, the Billikens are starting to put a roster together again. So yeah. I would keep an eye on that one. I don't know if I would bet St. Louis to win, um, but yeah. they're going to be a team that attacks Auburn the way, like, we're, that attacks Auburn's weaknesses and could make for mm-hmm. a really interesting game. I think Ken Palm literally has this a three point game right now. Um, wow. But yeah, like UCF. Yale, Nebraska, like I don't really think those are teams we're really worried about. So, uh, really, yeah, their biggest, the yeah, their biggest non-conference games are probably are UConn and St. Louis and Murray State. So, pretty standard of the mill. Yeah, so. for Jabari Smith, yeah. um, kind of who you kind of mentioned earlier, uh, elite. He was a, he was the number six recruit in the country. Um, he mm-hmm. is the number two power forward uh, prospect. Unless you, uh, I think the uh, behind Paolo. Some people really like Yannick Noja from Spain. I haven't seen enough mm-hmm. tape on him to tell you I like him more than I like Jabari Smith. Like, I've seen Jabari Smith tape. Um, but I'm sure that will go as we get closer to draft time. Um, but, yeah, man, I think that Auburn's going to be really fun. They have Final Four upside. Um, their skill set's pretty tremendous. Uh, real quick, couple players I want to mention before we get to everything else because we're not going to talk about the teams. LSU. Uh, Will Wade obviously has a lot to do this year. Uh, he does bring in Tari Eason from Cincinnati, who I got to see for a whole year last year. Really talented mm-hmm. kid with a lot of upside. Um, has some potential to play at the next level. I don't know if that means NBA per se, uh, but definitely will be a pro somewhere. And, of course, Scotty Pippen Jr. I know people don't want to mention the name Scotty Pippen right now with his book coming out, but he's probably going to be a second-round pick somewhere. He has a lot of um, – who's the kid from Marquette Forever? The Marcus Howard. He's, yeah, he has a lot of Marcus Howard to him. Um, so mm-hmm. if for those who remember him from Marquette, who just torched everybody, and I guess he's playing in the NBA again. I think he's playing for the Nuggets. Um, yep. Yeah, but and then yeah, kind of exactly what you said. There, Darius Days um, is also another guy at LSU. Tari Easton. There's some good players in here. You look at a team like Mississippi State. They bring in a bunch of transfers. Uh, Garrison Brooks from Carolina. DJ Jeffries from Memphis. Shaquille Moore from NC State and Rocket Watts. So that's a team that when you start seeing them, you start seeing them play pretty well beginning of the year, um, going at a conference play, you can kind of associate that with having some guys that have played at higher conferences. But yeah, SEC has some really good players. To, I think it's the best conference in basketball. Do you think it's better than the 
Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think I think there are three teams that can win it all in there. I think there's one or two in the Big Ten. I think I just think the the Kentucky Alabama are elite. I'm not ready to put Tennessee there. Um, but Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, Florida, Mississippi State, those are four or five teams that I wouldn't be shocked to finish third or through eighth. I think they get eight teams in the tournament. Eight teams? Okay. I was going to say about six, oh. but I could see that. Yeah. So I think this is a really good league that, you know, um, that will be worth watching as kind of throughout the non-conferences as, as we get into conference season. Obviously, you know, we'll be able to update as we go on through the weeks about teams that, you know, surprising us has not and all that stuff but for the preseason aspect where we're at right now um i think this is a conference to watch so speaking of that i'm gonna go this year my player of the year it's gonna be the marcus howard effect it's gonna be scotty Pippen. damn it devil's mine yeah i think his numbers are gonna be good enough whereas like a ty ty washington or kellen grady their numbers aren't going to be on par because of the talent that's around him so i'm gonna go scotty pippen jr is my player of the year Tim, I assume that that's yours as well. Yeah. My coach of the year, probably going to be the same as yours. John Calipari. Yeah, easy. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to win the SEC, and I think they're he's going to get his crown this year. Um, newcomer of the year. So I'm going to go newcomer of the year. I'm going to make it a guy who's transferred in, and then freshman of the year, I'm going to do freshman. Just kind of make it – yeah, Fair. make it – that way it's not the same person. But a newcomer of the year, I think I'm going to go Chris Likes from Arkansas. The, the Miami transfer guard who can really fill it up. I think if they have – if they can, you know, get to where they want to be, I think likes is kind of a key con- contributor to that. And then my freshman of the year will be Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee. Okay. So I'm going for freshman of the year, Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just going to be tremendous. Um, I think he's the best pro prospect in the SEC. Okay. I just did, I, I'm behind that. Yeah. Um, but I do like Kennedy Chandler a lot. Um, the quote unquote, the newcomer of the year. Hmm. Didn't think about that one for the SEC. Not going to lie to you. Um, it could be Jabari Smith. Yeah, might as well. Right. August. Oh, or, so yeah, I mean, you can do the double freshman. It's, there's nothing to say. You can't, I just tried to make it with the amount of transfer that they had. I tried to make it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kellen Grady's a good one. Yeah. yeah well, we'll just, we'll keep with Jabari Smith. We'll just keep it there. I don't, I like Tari Eason, yep. but I don't know if I'm there with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, well, before we get out of here, uh, by the time the next time we record, uh, the season will have started. So, really quickly, want to get your early thoughts on the Champion Classics matchup: Kentucky Duke and Kansas Michigan State. Obviously, four really good basketball teams. There's gonna be a ton of NBA uh, eligible players there. It's at the Garden this year, which makes it even cooler. Um, where are you at with kind of these these matchups? How do you feel about it? We obviously don't have spreads yet for them. We won't have those till the day before. But how do you feel about these these two games coming up? Kansas is going to win by whatever number that they want to win by. Um, I think they're the best team in the country. I think they can match everything that Michigan State wants to do offensively and defensively. I think their guards, Remy Martin. Um, is a guy that can score at any level. I think you get him with some talent around him. David McCormick, um, Jalen Wilson, who obviously is not playing this game. Christian Braun, other guys. Uh, I think Kansas is going to win pretty handily. Um, but the, the the game, the 930 game, the main event, Duke-Kentucky, I think I'm going to take Kentucky. I think Kentucky's depth, Oscar Shibway, you know, uh, Kellen Grady, Davion Mintz, a lot of guys that have played in some big games. And I think – 
they'll be able to throw enough bodies at him. Damian Collins, Shibwe, you know, Bryce Hopkins, all these guys can play with Paolo. And I think they can wear him out. Cause I think Duke's problem, like always years or many years are um, their depth at their bench is just not there. So I'll go Kansas and Kentucky, probably pretty chalky, but once I see the lines, I'll probably make a video day of the game, kind of get it out there to see like what I'm feeling and what I would take in the game. So cool. So here's my thing. Um, I agree with both your picks, mainly because the last time Kentucky played Duke in a home venue that was hosted by Derrick Rose, where his team played in that home venue, they kicked Duke's ass. Wait, 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 what is that? So when Kentucky played Duke in Chicago in the Champions Classic, they, oh, they kicked okay. Duke's like, ass because Derrick Rose spoke to the team beforehand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. So, the Knicks play at Madison Square Garden. Derrick Rose plays yeah. for the Knicks. It's an omen, folks. There's no strategy behind this pick at all whatsoever. This is just an nope. omen. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's winning because Derrick Rose will be saying what's up to his, co- to his old college coach, Cal. That's fair. Yeah. So I literally have no strategy behind it. I just think that Kentucky's obviously mm-hmm. going to be a better team. They're deeper. Um, and Duke's going to be fine. They're going to play Army next. So they'll you know take out all their frustrations there when Paolo drops 33 um, and whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I think that they're going to be really fun games. Uh, I know that we when we did these conference previews, we didn't do the Pac-12. Um, I know that they're going to have some decent teams, Oregon, USC, but truthfully didn't... UCLA. Yeah, UCLA is probably a Final Four team. Um, truthfully mm-hmm. didn't care enough to deep dive into USC basketball in Oregon. And, <laughs> um, but, you know, not to say those teams shouldn't be guys you shouldn't watch because they're going to be pretty good. But um, after those, after Colorado, it kind of has this big drop-off after the top four. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Those teams would be good. USC, Oregon, UCLA, and Colorado should be the teams to watch there. Just made sure we touched on yep. that. And um, yep. Johnny Juicing will be the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. Let's All go. Right. Just figured we did that real quick so we didn't forget because uh, that would be better than giving you another full preview for a conference. But yeah, next time you hear us, college basketball will have begun. We have we'll be recapping the Champions yep. Classic as well as previewing previewing next Saturday's game. That and then uh we will be all over the tri-state. I will be at Xavier, Parker our intern will be at Northern Kentucky and Sean will be at Cincinnati. Um and then also check out Parker's article this week on Evan Bobley and his emergence in the league. He's also going to be doing a really fun yep. YouTube video called Realistic Rebuild where he takes the Oklahoma City Thunder and makes it wins an NBA title with them on NBA 2K. So yeah, that's pretty we have a lot of content coming up. Make sure you check out Shot Callers on Friday. Um, normally, like we said, we like to do this with two days of recording, but they'll be on tomorrow for you guys. Um, other than that, five-star reviews, the usual stuff. Check out all the socials. Have a good night. Peace.